it back. <clears throat> For Vision Night 2020. Man, we've done a lot of these nights, haven't we? Through the years, we've done a bunch of them. We've done a lot of them. But there's no greater one than this one. <laughs> Because of what we're believing God for, we're seeing come to pass in the name of Jesus in all of your lives. I'm telling you. Like, I mean, I, I have to say, I've never had an expectation for this night, for your life, like, like tonight, ever in my life. The expectation that I have that things are manifesting and coming to pass in your life. Things that you're believing God for. We have to, we have to live that kind of a life. Not, not just expecting something and then it not happen. We have to live that life where we see manifestation. That's, that's part of it. You know, harvesting is part of planting a seed, right? I mean, you just plant a seed and the, and the crop grows and it's sitting in the field and you're watching it and, and all the fruit is there and you're just watching it and looking at it and you just let it you just keep watching it, and it falls off the vine, and then it falls dead on the ground, and, and it ruins, and you don't harvest it. We have to harvest what we're believing God for, and that's what we're here tonight for. We're going to see those things come to pass in our life. So just real quickly, and I'm not, I'm not dragging this night out in any way, shape, or form. We're getting right to what God wants us to do, and, and, um, and I, I want to remind you just of a few scriptures that we talked about this morning and have for all month long. Um, in um, This isn't a scripture I had, but I want to, I think I read this scripture on Wednesday night, but it is 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, and it says this, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. But, but, he, but God always wants you to be reminded. He wants you to constantly be reminded of the things that you think you know, because you don't know them like you need to know them. One of the reasons you come here and you show up is because... You're sitting here hearing things that maybe you've already heard before, but I'm telling you, it's going, there are things in your life and in these revelations of the Word that are going deeper in your life than what you've ever seen before. Because, because what I've challenged you on is that redemptive revelation that creates vision, that is the vision. You know, you can't have vision apart from God. There's no such thing. You, you, can, you can talk vision, but you, you, and, and you can have a plan, but if it's not the plan God has for you, then what, why are we doing it, right? So the redemptive revelation comes from God and His Word. The entrance of His Word, Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of His Word brings light, okay, and it brings understanding to the simple. He's talking about us. Because in the light of God, everybody's simple. I mean, we need, there's God and everybody else, right? So he brings understanding to people that need it, and we need it. We need understanding. But in that understanding, in that redemptive revelation, is the vision that God wants for our own personal lives. But you get it being connected to a vision and understanding that's bigger than you. 
Amen? We've been talking about it, just driving that point home again tonight. Um, Say this after me tonight. I I, I want a few positive confessions concerning what we've talked about. Say, I have vision and I see clearly. Okay, because uh, Proverbs 29, 18 says that where, there, where there's no redemptive revelation of God, there's no vision. But where there's redemptive revelation of God, there is vision, right? And to those that embrace it, they're most blessed. The blessing of God is on their life. The empowerment is on them to advance, to move forward. That's where we want to be. We want to be in that place where we are advancing and moving forward. That comes from this constant revelation of God that is coming in our lives. As we hear the word, we believe in what we're hearing, and we do something with it. That's the process. Um, Philippians Philippians 1 and verse 6. Being confident of this thing. That's what redemptive revelation does is it brings confidence in your life. He said, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will complete it. So say this after me. I will finish because of God's covenant. And that's what we're driving home this morning. And, and I, I've got five things I'm going to give you about covenant tonight uh, in just a moment that I told you I was going to kind of give you a glimpse of this morning, but I didn't. So you came back to hear them, right? Everybody say five things. Good. So, um, so in, in the Ephesians scripture that we read this morning, I just want to focus on verse 32. <clears throat> in the passage out of Ephesians 5 that we read. I read all of that about the husband and wife because as he's talking about it, he's talking about covenant in that relationship. But in verse 32, he makes this point. That's a mystery. It's a great mystery, he says in verse 32. But he said, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So the example, you know, there there were times in Jesus' ministry where he, he wouldn't say a thing without a parable, without an example. He would not say a thing. And actually, the Scripture actually says he didn't speak to the people without an example. Okay? So the Apostle Paul takes to the church at Ephesus, he takes this example of a husband and wife relationship and the covenant that husband and wife have, and he uses that as an example to reinforce the relationship that we have with Jesus or that we're supposed to have with him. Now, Jesus has done his part, but we have to do our part in embracing and receiving that relationship with him. Because, as I said this morning, every every answer to every issue in a marriage relationship and in any other relationship on planet earth is found in Christ and the church. That's where the answer is. That's what he was saying here. That's a mystery. And, and, and how many times through Scripture did, did the Apostle Paul and even Jesus talk about things that are, are a mystery to people, but he said, but to you and to us, to anybody that is learning from the, the, the preached word and allowing redemptive revelation to rule and control their life, 
They have greater understanding about how to operate on planet Earth. And, and he kept saying, this is a mystery about marriage relationships. And, and in this country, you know, half or maybe 60% of all marriages end in divorce. So we're miss- it's a mystery. You know, we're entering into something that a lot of people don't have any understanding and revelation about, all right? And, and what I'm just saying to you is this. Everybody has issues. Everybody has problems. Everybody's gone through things in their life, and they deal with things, all right? But understanding a covenant relationship, the covenant relationship between Jesus and his church is what empowers us in all of these relationships. Now, I, I'll just... I'll, I'll just give you a, a, a few different relationships that you can add to Christ and the church, to the husband-wife relationship. You can also add relationships like a boss to an employee, um, a parent to a child. I mean, a, a pastor to a congregation, um, a, a friend to friend. You realize... All of the relationships that I'm mentioning right there to a lot of people are a mystery. To a lot of people, they're a mystery. Well, they don't have to remain a mystery, all of those relationships, if we understand the relationship between Jesus and the church. There lies the answer to everything I need. Man, I'm I'm, I'm telling you, I am passionate about this. You can kind of see. I mean, I'm passionate about this. It's Christ and the church that is the key. And there's five things that happen. Okay, so, so there's the relationship with Christ and the church, and then there's the mystery. Okay? There's the, the mysterious that there's these, these mysterious issues that everybody has with relationships. And I'll just say this, without right relationships, you will not prosper in life. You know what that means? That means we need each other, right? We need each other. I don't care who it is, you and I, we need each other. And you will not advance without right relationships. And yet, in all the relationships I'm just mentioning, they're kind of mysterious. Because what's easy for some people is, I'm just going to gravitate to one kind of relationship, but for the most part, I'm going to be non-existent in that. I'm not going to work on that because they've hurt me, they've done this, they've done that. Okay? So, if there's a key that unlocks all relationships, and that key is Christ and the church, and that relationship between Christ and the church is the covenant that we've been talking about, then we need to understand covenant. Okay, so here's five things, five things, just real simply to the point, I'm not going to spend a long time on each one of these, but just hear what I say about them. There are five things that cause me and you to have a relationship with God in the understanding of Christ and the church. Five things. Number one. Something has to attract you. There has to be an attraction, number one, to God. 
And, and, and I want you to think about this in the other types of relationships that I've mentioned, okay? I want you to think about these five things in how they relate to these other relationships that at times are mysterious and that we have struggles with. Because what we're talking about is having vision. Where, 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 is, where is the vision? It's in the redemptive revelation of God. That's where the vision is, right? And if, I don't, if I'm not in an ongoing connection with God through this redemptive revelation, then there's this stoppage. Things are just not happening. Then there's offenses and people are mad and everybody's angry and there's all these issues between everybody. And that's the world that we live in. I mean, look at all the things that are happening out there with people. I mean, all the time. Suicides at a massive rate. You know, people taking their own lives and all kinds of ugly things happening. And I mean, just horrible stuff. And, and, and people that you think could trust somebody, but they can't trust each other. And then all, all, this, all these horrible relationships win. There's one key that unlocks every relationship that you and I find ourselves having to deal with. Because, listen, every one of us wear different hats and have tons of different relationships and those relationships can increase and develop if we understand the key that unlocks the door to right relationships that cause us to have vision and revelation and understanding in our life to know how to receive from God. Because I've got to be actively harvesting the promises of God in my life. I'm going to say it again. I've got to be actively harvesting the promises of God. I'll be on the receiving end, putting my faith out there. Tonight, you have lists that we're going to pray over, okay? I'm encouraging you. I'm going to get to these five things. But I'm encouraging you on a day-to-day -day basis, you've got to put these things that we're agreeing with you about tonight, you've got to put them where you can see them all the time. They've got to be before your face. I have, I, my wife and I have a vision board and that vision board has pictures. You know, one of the things that I'm, that I'm, I'm believing God for and I'm working out on a day-to-day -day basis is to be in better shape. So I got an awesome-looking guy on the picture cut out of a magazine with a six-pack and the whole thing with no shirt on and looking at it. See, I don't want to put myself with no shirt on up there right now. Okay? So I'm putting somebody else's body on there, and that's what I'm going to be. Okay, but every day I see that and every day I touch it. So if this is my, if this is my board, it's right where I can see it first thing in the morning and every day. There's about 12 things on there this year that are on my vision board that I touch every day. Because I'm going to show you a scripture that's the key to harvesting those things. Not just talking about them, but seeing them come to pass. But if we don't understand covenant, then we're missing the key that empowers us to believe in those things. You know why? You know why? Because your vision list and your vision board will, will, will become like a beginning of the year gym membership. I'm going to go do it. And a month after, you're just too tired or something. You get tired of it. Listen, I'm telling you how to never get tired of believing for these things. And the key to it is understanding my covenant relationship with God. 
Something has to attract me to that. What attracts you to God? When you find out truths that you've never heard before, they attract you to God. Second thing, with those attractions and what God is building, everybody say, God is building His church. Okay? So in the church, as you're attracted to the church, there has to become, with other people, you have to become friends with other people. There have to be friendships. You have to be attracted to the things of God, but then you have to develop friendships. Why? Because when I got born again, I had a boatload of friends that they were working overtime to keep me from serving God. I mean, overtime. Ah, you don't want to do that stuff. Ah, it don't matter. I mean, you don't want to go over there. You don't want to go and, and be a part of that thing over there. Are, there. are there pretty girls there or not? You know, I mean, when I first got saved, that, that, that's what everybody's about. Well, if there's good-looking girls, then we'll go. No, I, I, there was, I was attracted to something. It was like when I heard it, you know one of the first guys that I heard preach the word was Charles Capps. I went to a seminar. I was tricked into it, but I went to this seminar. And when I got there, here's this guy with a, with a crew cut. And he walks out there, and I'm thinking, oh, help me, Jesus. Let me get, get me out of here. I'm thinking, oh, my God, what's this guy going to do? And by the end of the night and that weekend, well, it was just one night and the next day, it was like, wait a minute. I've never heard this before. I've never heard anything like this before. I've been lied to. I mean, I didn't think about that like that that night, but as time went on, it was like, man, I was told all these other things, and, and nobody ever told me what this guy's talking about. So it was that word that attracted me, and then what had to happen is I had to develop connections and relationships and friendships with other people. I'll tell you what, the greatest friend you can ever have in life is your friendship with God. And you know that he called you friend. I mean, he called me friend. reason he's my friend is because he said I'm his friend. <laughs> I'm, did, did you hear what I said? He said I'm his friend. So he's my friend, and he's the greatest friend ever. But he also knows we need some skin in the game also. Right? We need some people that will be friend. We need to befriend people. Because there's something that happens with the attraction of the word and the, re the redemptive revelation that's coming into our life, it helps and empowers us to develop friendships, not just with people that like everything we like, but with people that maybe don't like everything we like. There's something healthy about that kind of thing. Number three, <clears throat> what attraction begins to develop is friendships. And what friendships lead you to is the love of God. Because, see, you'll never develop friendships with people in life unless you learn the love of God that is unconditional. Well, man, I went to that connect group, and, man, there was somebody in that connect. They were ugly. Okay. What about every day you go to work and somebody's ugly? What about this, that, and the other? I mean, what happens is when you start developing friendships, you realize you need the love of God to develop friendships. <laughs> huh? I mean, because people are just ugly. You know? I mean, people are just ugly. And I've been ugly. 
I mean, I, I've, I, I've, I've said things and done things at times through the years to someone else. I mean, and somebody could be offended by what I said. People are just going to have bad days. Or that's their past and they're dragging that into the kingdom. And so you're going you're gonna to be a recipient of that. But because you're attracted to the things of God and you're developing a covenant relationship, in that covenant relationship with God, and this is number four, not five, but four. You develop a respect for what God needs. And I'm telling you today, God needs you in relationships, loving people. And what you learn is that covenant is not based on everything being perfect. Covenant relationship is realizing that you're connected to the creator of the universe that knows everything about everything and has every answer to every situation. And he needs you working in the lives of people that are not so nice. And he needs you to do it by faith and he needs you to do it in love. And you need to respect the fact that he needs your help. You realize God on planet earth, I'm talking about in a manifested form, God himself, now he can do whatever he wants to do, but he set it up, that the only way that people get saved is if we do what he said. He will not come to heaven. He's already done it and, and set it up for everybody to be all men to come to the knowledge of the truth. But not one person from today on would get saved if we did nothing. That's why there has to be development. And then number five, there's attraction, there's friendship, there's the love, the respect, and as a result of that, there is the trust. You don't ever have to have a sleepless night the rest of your life when you trust God. You don't ever have to believe that your life will end up in shambles when you trust God. He has a plan for your life, and it's for good and an expected end, no matter what you walk through or go through at different times. And when you trust him that way, and you're working on these different relationships in ultimately talking about your relationship with him, then there's not anything that can stop you because bad relationships stop us because we find ourselves sowing some really ugly seed and we shouldn't be doing it. I know I've done it. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, I know. Talk to the hand. I'm just talking about talk to God about it. Yeah, but you, no, no I, I'm just saying. See, we want to look to someone else to fix the thing when God's looking to you to be attracted to his word, to develop friendships and develop love relationships and respect what he's asking you and trust him to empower you to accomplish that because ultimately it's what he needs for the people in your life. Not just you, but he needs it. Because he needs people's lives liberated and set free. And that's what the church is about. That's who we are. We are say, I'm the church. But we're the church. And we can't be afraid of this. And when I understand the relationship that's already been worked out on God's end, 
concerning him, Jesus, and me, and you, and everybody else, when I understand that, then I take that and these principles I'm talking to you about right here, and that's what I apply every day. So nothing stops me in my tracks. I'm not letting any relationship in life stop me. I'm not stopping. I don't want to get before the judgment seat of Christ and God say to me, why didn't you deal with that? Yeah, but God, you don't know what they did. No, no, no. I was there. I was your friend. I was your empowerment. I was everything. I wanted you in this covenant relationship with me so that we could accomplish these things. Do you realize the value that God has put on us? That we could be used that way? To help see other people set free and liberated? That's what God wants. He wants people set free. And so I said all of that because that's one of the vision stoppers. And actually, it's the main vision stopper because it shuts down, it shuts down what we're hearing from God and us trusting in God. That's what it shuts down. And God wants you to be able to take a card like this or whatever notebook or whatever you have it or in your phone or what iPad or whatever. And he wants you to be able to write things here that you got from him. And I'll just tell you this. If you, if you didn't come in here tonight with this filled out or whatever filled out and totally right... What I'm telling you is I, I'm, I'm telling you to expect God to reveal to you things that he wants you to believe him for, for the rest of the year. It doesn't just have to be today, okay? You know, if you're, if you're struggling, oh, I got to get something on. No, you don't have to get anything on there. Like I said, if it's just believing for a dog, if you'll believe for it and you get a dog, then you believed, Right? He just wants you believing and trusting that he's got your back and he's got this thing covered and you don't have to let anything disrupt anything in your life. I don't care what it is. Because we're talking about the God that's got answer to everything. And I'm just telling you, in every one of these relationships that I mentioned to you, every one of these different types of relationships, the answer for every one of them is Christ and his church understanding that, that, that revelation of Christ in the church because that's the covenant relationship that matters. Can you say amen to that? Everybody got that? So I just want to read this verse and one more, and then we're going to pray tonight. Hebrews 10 and verse 16. <clears throat> and he said, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their heart. I'll put my word in their heart and in their minds. I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where is this remission of these? There is no longer an offering for sin. In other words, what his blood, what he accomplished for us, he said here, this covenant is what I'm putting in your hearts and in your minds from my word. And when his word becomes that real to us and we're in that covenant relationship, and we can, we can look at 
the relationship that we have with him because it's ongoing. And when you have an ongoing relationship with Jesus and he tells you to do something or not do something and you see why, it opens up greater understanding and revelation about how to develop other relationships in your life. You cannot say, well, I just love God and I have a relationship with God but not with people. Doesn't work. No. I mean, you know, the church and the vision of the church and all that would be great if there wasn't people. I've heard people say that. Yeah, if we didn't have to deal with people, then everything would be great. No. No, it wouldn't. You'd be bored. Huh? If we didn't have to deal with the issues of, that people have in their life, nah, you'd be bored. I'm just telling you, it's time in 2020 and this decade to step up and realize you have a responsibility to be part of the reconciliation process of the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth. We have a huge part in that. And we've got to, we've got to get a hold of that and understand it so that we can believe him for things so that we have a testimony, not that we just prayed for something, but man, we're on the receiving end of it. We saw the manifestations of him in our life, and then when someone's saying, you know what, I'm believing this, well, let me tell you what I did. I did this, this, and this, and it happened. I'm believing God. I'm standing for new things in my life, but I can't tell you, I can tell you how many other things that God has done in my life. We need the testimonies. Can you say amen to that? And it helps in the friendships and the, the, the different connections that you're developing on a regular basis with other people. It's vital that you have it. Amen? So, tonight, <clears throat> I want you to look at these two verses, and I want you to keep these two in, in, in your mind as we're praying tonight. And it's found in Matthew 18 and verse 19 and 20. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. How many agree? So, so what I want you to remember is, if you have this somewhere, if you have a book or whatever you have that you're believing God for, I want you to remember tonight when my wife and I laid hands on that and we got an agreement. He said, if any two agree concerning anything in life, no matter what it is, if we agree that those things will come to pass, how? By the Father. The Father will make sure. You know why? Because he watches over his word to see it performed. Now, here's the homework I'm going to give you for the rest of the year. Whatever you've got written on your lists, okay, whatever your, li your lists, whatever, whatever things that you are believing God for in your life, God wants you this year to get Scripture and verse. Some of, some of you, maybe most of you already have Scripture and verse, but God wants you to get Scripture and verse throughout the year and apply it to what you're believing God for. You know, if, if you're believing for healing in your body or you're believing for something financial, God wants you to get scripture and verse that you hear. And the best way to do that is when you're hearing the word preached on a specific subject. You may be hearing me preach. You may hear someone else that's here preaching in the church preach or minister the word. You may be hearing somebody give a, a, a talk on a concerning offering or something and something is said. And all of a sudden, 
there's a verse of scripture that you hear and it just and, and you go, you know what? That's that goes with what I'm believing God for. Take that verse, put it next to, write it in, you know, put it in if you've got it in your phone or your iPad or whatever, write it in there and make sure that you've got scripture and verse to stand on what you're believing for. It's not enough just to say uh, that that's what I want to see come to pass. I've got to have scripture and verse on right? I've got to have that. And, and, and there is a scripture and a verse, at least one, two, or three, or four, or five, for anything and everything that you're believing God for. It's amazing to me how these 66 books or letters in, in what we call the Bible, there's an answer for everything that you and I need. You know why? Because he's the answer. He's got it all. And the Holy Spirit is here to reveal the right truth for the right thing that I'm standing and believing God for. So he said, I want you to remember these two things tonight. He said, so if, if any two agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it'll be done of my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in their midst with them. Is there more than three of us? God's here. We came here tonight in his name, to agree concerning vision, our future, what we're believing God for. Tonight, as I drove a few points home concerning covenant and right relationships with people, as you embrace that, you spend time on it, tonight as we agree, in, in 2020, in this decade, we're going to see amazing manifestations come our way. We're seeing things that we are harvesting in our life. Not that God is bringing to you. He's already done it all. We're receiving what he's already done. That's the difference. Okay? Any two agree. You play a part in it. I've got to agree. And to agree is to harmonize together. Tonight, we're laying hands on these lists. We're believing with you. You're agreeing. Any two agree. We're harmonizing together. And you remember this night... Every time you see that, every time you touch your list or if you create a board or whatever that you're believing God for, every time you touch it, you remember, Pastor Burton, Becky are in agreement with me concerning this. And I just tell you, you know, just find other people to get in agreement with. Find other people to say, you know what, I'm going to agree with you to see these things come to pass. I mean, begin to look for opportunities to agree with other people to see manifestations. How many say amen to that?